teams sit right on the baseline. The big fella from New Zealand. When we cut him off baseline, he started walking in there. Welcome on to the Baseline Podcast. Another big guest today. Uh, we have Mirren Fader of The Ringer, author of Giannis, The Improbable Rise of an NBA MVP. Mirren, thank you so much for jumping on today. Uh, how are things going over there? Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, things are good. Things are good. We're all still uh, semi-lockdown, but powering through it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's it's crazy because from over here, we just watch and see people back in NBA arenas and just think everything's fine, but it's obviously not. Um, but yeah, it's obviously good that we, it's still great that we were able to, you know, have an NBA finals and, um, you know, the draft and, and that we do see some sort of quality. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll rip right in. Um, just tell tell the, my audience a little bit about you about yourself and your career. Yeah, so I'm a long form writer. I write sports features on a lot of athletes, and um, like I said, my stories are pretty long. And I like to do the human side of stories, not just the sport. Um, and I write for the Ringer now, and um, I'm publishing a book next week. Kind of crazy um, on Giannis, and uh, can't believe it's finally here. So crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. Like I, I was having this conversation with someone yesterday. I feel like the long form um, journalism will never die. People will always want to know the stories about how someone came up, and um, like a, a little, a bit more depth about about people and um, their families. And I feel like. No matter how far we go away from the written form and and move towards you know more imagery and video, that that long form will always it always be something that that people love. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I think you're right. Like, there's, I think there's never been a greater hunger to know more about the people that we watch on TV, and yeah. you know, it's just sad that this art form is as undervalued as it is, but I just think it's so interesting to like think about the forces that shape a person into the athlete that they are, and all the things going on outside of sport that influence how they play. Like These things are very interconnected. Yeah, they are, yeah, and, and for people that love a certain sport, be it could be basketball, golf, whatever it is, there's there's always so much to it if you think I and mean, if we think about even the the narratives around sport or, or the things that have happened in the last couple of years have have probably changed the way that the stories have been told told good and bad but it's cool though also because obviously you have get to have great stories like like Giannis. so the first question would be how how did the book the, the book opportunity with with Giannis come about it's a pretty amazing opportunity for yourself yeah, I was really, really excited. I mean, I wrote a story on Giannis and his youngest brother, Alex, um, for Bleacher Report in 2019, um, which is where I used to work. And I wasn't really thinking of a book, but I just happened to spend a lot of time with them. And, you know, after the story came out, I was like, you know, maybe this is actually a book. It's something that I wanted to do for a long time, but didn't quite have the right subject. And, you know, I think with Giannis, it had all the markers of like a good human story that you know, there was just a lot unexplored that would give enough for me to do a book. You know, it's so, it's so long. It's like 300 something pages. You got to have enough material. So I was like, okay, it's definitely, definitely a compelling story and enough to fill a book. And then also a publisher would be interested because it's marketable. So that's how that started. And I got the deal in March, 2020. 
wow, wow. So it, it all came together pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. I know normally books, you get two years, um, but I got one year because we weren't sure like what would happen with him in free agency, whether he was going to stay yeah. or go. So it came out at this time because we thought he'd still be in free agency and we thought it would be the biggest off-season story, but obviously so much has changed since then. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's amazing. So... I, th- I think the reason that I love Giannis and I think a lot of people the same is that he just seems different to to a lot of other NBA stars. And I, and I don't, and I, it's not to say that other NBA stars are bad people or anything, but I feel like he hasn't lost, you know, like it's like the story about the, um, the signature shoe with the taxi was he was sending all the money home to his family. So he was running to the Bucks facility. It seems like he hasn't lost his, his human touch, which is what I feel like endeared him to people in the first place. What was it like meeting him? And, and is he, is he the remarkable human being that everyone thinks he is? Yeah, he's literally exactly who you think he is. Um, he just comes across as just like very normal and down to earth. And, um, like I asked my first question was something about basketball and he was like, we're going to talk about life first and then we'll get to basketball. So he's just very like smart and interesting and charismatic. And um, just like watching him interact with his brothers, you could see how intensely he watches them and is focused on them and is nurturing them and helping them grow, yeah. teaching them. Um, it's, it's something to behold up close. Yeah, yeah, agreed, and and I think the family, family stories always seem to be a big part of of the NBA's fabric. When you look at the at the upbringings of a lot of people in the in the in the game we love, you know, it's um, it's such. I mean, you couldn't get when you he got his first MVP trophy. You couldn't. There probably wasn't a dry eye on the house. You know, he was talking about his family and the way that he came up. Like it's like a you couldn't write, or you, obviously you could write the story, but you. Usually you couldn't make something like this up, you know where where yeah. where he came from, and even the even the draft the old grainy draft footage and the interviews. Uh, I think it was Mike Schmitz or, or it might have been Draft Express saying, you know, what would you like to do? And he was like, I want to play in the NBA. And at the time, he looks like he's about fifteen or sixteen, like he, and he's so skinny. And um, so when you when you were telling the story um, as you were writing the book, what were you? Were you trying to tell the story about him coming up as well as talking about what he was like as a person? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely two two sides to the book. You know, we have the superhuman background of childhood and life, and then also like how this person morphed into a skinny from a skinny prospect to an MVP, you know, and, and all the backstory and how he got drafted and just talking with scouts that saw him and, you know, people that came to watch him get scouted. And all of that was super interesting and hearing about, you know, the Hawks interest in him and secret meetings that they had in Italy. So yeah, it's definitely a big part of it. And um, that's why when people say like, um, you know, oh, Giannis doesn't have much skill, you know, he only does what he does because he's athletic. It's like, well, look at his body rookie year till now. That is hard work to transform. That was not God given. Yes, he grew two inches. That's God given. But the body, the muscle, the chisel, the the hard body, that that's work ethic, not not natural. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. His his story is so unique in the NBA. I I don't know if we if we've ever seen a story like it when you consider his roots. Do you think we'll ever see another player 
like this come along? Maybe. I mean, there are a lot of black Greek players in Greece that I spoke, spoke to that picked up a ball because they saw Giannis. And, um, I think that's so cool. And I think like, I know the NBA, I did a story on, um, NBA in India and they've poured so much money into these academies in India trying to get that next superstar um, that next international superstar and I know in Australia they have the Global Academy which they've poured tons of money into as well so definitely think there could be another one there could be another superstar we just don't know that's why this is the best league in the world it's just the, the talent is just for every 16th guy that guy beat out hundreds thousands of people you know yeah yeah, agreed. Yeah, and and that's what makes that's what makes the NBA so great. I'm glad you shouted out the the NBA Global Academy. We have a young New Zealand kid there named Ben Gold, and he's a six foot ten guard. Which, like, you know, they're finding kids from New Zealand that are you know like that that just goes to show that that the, the NBA is in is in such a great place in terms of in terms of its talent. When when you talked, do you touch a little bit on Giannis and his his brothers? It seems like they just have this bond where they seems like they do everything together. You know, they've obviously been on the same team. Um, uh, as younger brother Alex had some workouts. What, what what's it like for them as they as they're trying to navigate their own careers? Obviously, they have an amazing mentor in Giannis, but uh, he's such a family guy. Like, how how do they how does that dynamic dynamic work? Does does his other brother uh, live with him? Like, w- what's the setup there? Yeah, I mean, before uh, the pandemic, Alex was living with Giannis because he was in high school at the time. And, you know, they would spend every waking moment together working out. If Giannis wasn't at the Bucks, Alex was, he was at Alex's practice. When Alex wasn't at his own practice, he was at the Bucks practice. So they were just <laughs> inseparable. And then Thanasis joins the team and then they're inseparable. And, you know, they, they've been like this since childhood. You know, yes, they had a difficult upbringing, but there was so much joy and laughter between the brothers. They would make games out of walking to the bus stop. And, you know, they would have to walk miles to get to the gym in the other part of the area. So, you know, they've always been so tight knit and each of them have also tried to their own paths. You know, I thought one of my favorite parts in the book was Thanasis telling me about, you know, I've had my own journey and I had to be patient and I had to keep yeah. working because, you know, he was in the shadow of his younger brother, Giannis. So they, yeah. they've all kind of made their own way. I know Kostas is now back in Greece playing after his stint with the Lakers, but um, it's like they all, they all believed in the plan that Giannis gave them, which is work hard and you can make it to the NBA. They've literally been hanging on his every word for like a decade. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. And what, and, and this is what make, again makes it, the, the NBA so great is what better example for young kids of someone who would truly want to work like that. Like Giannis doesn't just pay lip service to it. Um, I think in the, I know caught the rings era in the NBA. Um, it's, it's seen, you know, you, you could be 22 or 23 and you go out in a playoff series and this, the, the pressure and the, you know, the negativity on social media, it's tough these these days for guys that that don't win right away. Um, and Giannis has just, has just been, I think, a massive example because he's always taken it on, on himself to be a better person, be a better player, you know, be a great, be a really hard worker. And, and in the end, he got, he got the ultimate example. When when you were planning the book, could you have expected that? Obviously, the Giannis got the extension. 
They made the Drew trade. Obviously, they they brought back Middleton last year. And then the amazing playoff series, which I think one of the all-time great playoff playoffs overall when you look at you know how amazing the Nets were and then the West was just wild with the amazing run by the Phoenix Suns. Could you have expected when you were playing the book that basically it couldn't have gone any better for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. Um, I had no idea, you know, so much of the book is about the Bucks' struggles to break through, right? Like years yeah. of painful losses and downs and downs and downs. And so I never predicted they would win the championship. It's it's very surreal. But I'm glad that I interviewed a lot of Milwaukee natives and Milwaukee fans because I wanted to understand what, what is the mindset of a person rooting for this team. I wanted to understand and try to put myself in their shoes to try to, you know, just capture that because the Giannis's story is really Milwaukee's story. And Milwaukee's story is really Giannis's story. Like they are they are very much intertwined. And so I, I felt like that context was necessary. And even though I could not have predicted a championship run and it's not included in the book i do think that that context is a really nice precursor to what's been happening yeah agreed yeah yeah and and i I think that that Giannis, it was almost like his story it it was like that culmination of the with the last game where he hit all the free throws and it was he was just so focused and hell-bent on uh, on doing what he needed to do in that last game, that each each series as it had gone on, you know, people were booing his free throws, and that I feel like it was like a culmination of his career. That hard, there'd been hard work and there'd been some failure in his career, and then the same in the playoffs. And in the end, he nailed you know ninety percent of his free throws, had fifty points in the closeout game, um, and I think any. NBA casual fan, a fan of other teams, everyone could be happy at that moment. For him, it was like, I think it was one of the best championship stories that we'd seen for a long time because you you couldn't see the finals MVP and MVP go to a more deserving person, right? Yeah, and it was a really good chance for people that maybe didn't know much about him to get a sense of how he thinks and, you know, how thoughtful he is, how interesting he is, how smart he is, how wise he is. You know, he gave some of the most memorable quotes that, you know, a lot of us will remember for quite some time. So I, I think it was a performance for the ages for sure, but also just a reintroduction of this global superstar and how he he thinks. Yeah. Yeah. So, so good a question around his family. He obviously has a, um, a, you know, a partner and a, and a young baby now. Does it do you touch on that in, in, in his book and and how fatherhood has sort of changed things for him? Because for some NBA players, they have, they have kids obviously a lot a lot younger, and, and it sort of changes their outlook on life. Yeah, it's definitely in there, and um, it's funny because. Liam, his son, has now like replaced Alex as the workout buddy, essentially. Because <laughs> Liam is the one is the one on the the sidelines running around, you know. And Alex is now a real adult, and he's pursuing his own NBA dream. So, you know, um, Liam is growing up on the basketball court, you know. But I, I think Alex said it best to me. He's like, you know, we don't know if if Liam's going to play basketball. You know, we we just we want to support him and be the best uncles we can. And he has good examples. And but he's you know very. Um, Alex was saying like he has so much personality already and he just runs around has so much energy and um, he's definitely already seen his, his daddy's um, 
hometown. He's been to Greece. So it's it's cool to see Giannis in that father figure role because I think his whole life has been in preparation for that. He's always been like a pseudo father figure to his brothers. And now yeah. he's like an actual dad. So it's very cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 pretty awesome. Um, when you when you were um, younger and you were thinking about your career and um, and you know you obviously wanted to write, did you ever think that you would be interviewing and writing a book on one of the greatest stories and obviously one of the greatest basketball players who ever played the game? No, I mean, I didn't even know that I was going to be a writer. You know, I wanted to be a basketball player. I wanted to be in the WNBA. And so writing was like my plan B. And then writing actually turned into the thing I loved more. And now I get to have like the best of both worlds, you know, stay around basketball and then be in writing. And, um, you know, it's just it feels so awesome to be able to like stay in this thing that I've been involved in for so many years. And uh, yeah, I never could have predicted it. You know, it's just pure luck. I mean, I wasn't even going to talk with Giannis the day I went to his home. I, I thought I was just meeting his brother. I didn't even know Giannis to be there. And if he wasn't, this whole thing wouldn't have happened. So uh, <laughs> life is just really weird <laughs> and awesome. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, life is full of surprises. And, and you know what, like Giannis needed... Like, I think he was going to be great at whatever he chose to do, and maybe it was for another basketball team. But just like you talk about with your journey, there was luck. And, and I think that, you know, Giannis had some of that in, in getting to the to the league. I just have a couple more questions before we close it out. Who who are some of the, the, the people that were key in Giannis's journey um, that you chatted to in the book that maybe people weren't expecting? Or was it just, you know, coaches and GMs that the people were sort of expecting that were, were big parts of his journey? Yeah, definitely his childhood friends, um, Nikos Kikas, uh, Raman Rana, um, Christos Salusos, uh, Michalis Camperides, um, guys that like he still stays in touch with, you know, yes. like, these are former teammates and friends. And so they, you know, this is kind of one of the first times they've spoken. So that was really cool. And, um, and then just people um, within the Bucks organization that were not necessarily like executives, but like Ross Geiger, his best friend, um, a video coordinator. He was so great. So I, I really enjoyed those conversations of people that maybe haven't been interviewed as much. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think it's also great that these days, the storytelling around the NBA it gives people more credit that don't always get the spotlight and they, and there's people don't do these jobs for the spotlight anyway. You know, like if you're a, you could be an equipment manager or you could drive the bus, but they're all such important parts of an NBA team and they never get the credit. So it's, it's so great to hear that you're able to shine a little bit of light on people that are, that are so important to the team. So lastly, uh, when is the book coming out? Um, and how can New Zealanders get the book? <laughs> Yes, it is coming out Tuesday, August 10th. Um, so in a couple days, awesome. I believe book. Yeah, I believe bookdepository.com ships worldwide. Awesome. Yeah. So I think that is totally doable for New Zealanders. I'm not sure. Do you guys get to access just Amazon US or is it? Yeah. Yes. So, so our, our Amazon is, no, is, is, is as per normal. Oh, great. So Amazon or Barnes & Noble, wherever you buy books, I'm pretty sure it should be there then. But if not, definitely Book Depository is one that does worldwide shipping. Awesome. Thank, thank you so much. I really I really appreciate you squeezing um, squeezing me into your day. I know that the, the book tour has kept you busy, but I appreciate your 
you're part of the who you are in the basketball community um bringing this story out and and as you say like it's been like a fairy tale ending to to what's been a <laughs> Your last year or two in the NBA, if you talk about the COVID and the bubble, and um, like it's a it's an inspiring story, I think, for yourself, for people to to look and be like, oh, you know that this is this is the type of career that people can have in basketball, with if you're a player, and then outside and, and media. So it's very inspiring. Oh well, thank you for saying that, and thank you for taking the time to have me on. This was really fun. I appreciate it. Of course, no worries. Have a really nice day, and thanks again for talking. You too. Thanks so much.